the staff's told you for a long time. Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come Good day. We'd like to welcome everybody in to Circle Unbroken here with Taft Airs for episode number two. And so if you heard yesterday's, we're glad that you came back for more. And if you're a rookie, we want to tell you that we're glad you're here and we want to welcome you in. I am joined today by Coach Mike. He is running things for us today. Welcome in, brother. Hey, glad to be here. (laughs) You may be my coach, my referee. Uh, my counselor as we go through this. I'm excited. Hey, I'm excited too. I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm sorry I couldn't been here. Uh, couldn't have been here yesterday to to be with the initial part, but uh, glad I can be here today. Yes, sir. I am glad you're back. Um, one thing that you may not know is that I'll just get to rolling on this. I'll get really excited, and then I did this to Clayton a couple times yesterday. I would say, Clayton, I'm putting you on the spot, and so I, I would <laughs> ask him these questions, maybe like a hot seat, right? Yeah. I, hey. <laughs> Yeah, my nickname's Coach Mike. I've been a coach for years, so yeah, I'm I'm used to being there. Coaches understand the hot seat for sure. I want to give our audience a review, a quick review of yesterday, and the reason I want to do that is just because it was episode number one. It was our first session, our first show here, and what we did was we just described Circle Unbroken. We described what that means for us. A lot of people know it as an old school hymn. Uh, Maybe they know it today by Johnny Cash leading in with it, and he'll lead out with it as well. But that song, Circle and Broken, gives an idea for all of us where we think about a circle of life. Uh, In our lives, we are trying to be the best people that we can be. And the three different components that we're using here for this show are faith, business, and community. And just for review, there's no quizzes, uh, Columbia, that there's no prizes for the one that gets this right. But, but just for review, we said that you, your starting point at that circle is faith. And then throughout everyday life, as you go about your business and you do business, you continue that circle. And then as you look to complete that circle, there's the idea of community. And so you've got this concept of a faith, business, and community in order for you to have a circle that is not broken. And so we want to have that visual for people to understand it. We also talked a little bit about the DISC profile and about a test that that people can take to show different personality types to where they respond in that circle of life, what they do, how they interact. And so we just like to provide content for people that we believe is good. But number two, that it's functional. Uh, These are positioned, these shows are positioned on Tuesdays and Wednesdays intentionally so that on Tuesdays we can encourage you because you still feel like you're at the beginning of a week-ish. And then on Wednesday, as these air, you'll look and you'll say, okay, it's hump day. This is where I am, and I am pushing forward. I'm trying to move on. And so we all need a little bit of coaching uh, in our lives for that. And so today, we want to spend our session talking about this idea of people that get excited about different things. And here's what I mean. People get excited about different things, and we call those excited people, we call them fans. 
we say they are a fan of fill in the blank. We know that this can be different sports teams. People can have a child and they will raise that child and they say, this child is going to wear fill in the blank color. And when that child wears fill in the blank color, they will then all of a sudden be born into a community. You'll say, hey, we all wear orange. We all wear crimson. These people all wear this color and they will go throughout their life. If they stay faithful (laughs) to to that fanatic uh, mindset, they will go throughout their lives looking for others. Uh, They'll come home and they'll say, daddy, or wherever they live, diddy. Hey, I want to tell you that I found somebody who loves the such and such team just as much as we do. And then we all have those stories. And please, if you're listening to this in your car, please, please don't swerve off the road. But we all have those stories of the children that went astray. The, the child that was born to love this team. And then they went to school and they, they fell into the ways of the world. And, and all of a sudden, they now come home and say, I got to tell you something, Dad. I'm pulling for fill in the blank. And when they say that they now like this team, there will be weeping. There will be tears. There will be people that will say, your grandfather or great-grandfather has passed away. If they saw you wearing that color, we would all be disowned and troubled. Well, we're talking about sports in, in this concept, but we're fans of so many things. We are people that are fans of our communities. That There are people that say, I love it here, and it's the best place because, and what will happen is those fans will go on and on talking about why you should live here. Now, some fans, and this will hit for today's uh, modern-day terms, some fans are in their own city, in their own place, in their own community, and they love it so much that they don't want you here. They are fans of their city so much where they'll say, hey, glad that you know about us, but we're full. Go back to wherever you want to be. Those might be described as fake fans, right? But there are people that are fans in all different ways. There's another concept and idea that I think will really resonate in our cities. And there are many people that are fans, if you will, of different religious groups. Now, the reason that I want to describe it this way is most people that are part of a religious group will say this, I'm not a fan, I'm a follower. And when I say follower, disciple means follower. I am a follower of, if if your faith tradition is I'm a follower of God, I'm a follower of, of Christ. And I'm not a fan, but many of us, if we're being honest, are simply fans. Many of us, when it comes to our faith, we're fans. And my faith sometimes, if I'm being honest here, is no different than the team that I pull for. I show up, I maybe wear the right clothes, wear the right outfit, but I really don't get involved in in the mission. I'm just there on the outside saying, yay, go team. And I can look out this window. I can look throughout this community and I can see different pockets in different places if it comes to churches and religious assemblies that flat out people are fans of. Here's where I go. I don't plan on switching. This is what I was born into. And the parallel and the connection here is really strong if you sit into it and you really think about it. And so the challenge for us today here at this show, we are going to be talking about the positive connotations when it comes to being a fan. How can I be a fan of something that is good? And how can I be somebody, if I'm in charge of an organization, whether or not it's faith, business, or community, that creates fans in a positive way. How can I create somebody that says, you know what? I am raving about this certain thing. 
And this idea and concept came from a meeting we were sitting in recently, and a lady uh, said to us, I've, I've got to go. I've got to get something ready for my church. And it was a dinner that, that she was going to that evening. And if I could paint this picture for you there in Radioland, she was so excited to get to go and do this for her church. It was a want-to attitude versus a have-to mindset. And when she did that, she practically uh, sprung up and ran to go and do this. And I thought, that's what more churches need. That's what more businesses need. That's what more communities need is people that are excited to get to work and excited to get into action there. And so we want to really let you think about this today. Do I have people that are fans of my organization? Are people excited about what it is that we do? And then we're going to talk about how we can get more people excited. One thing to think about in the society that we live in is this. Bad news travels faster than good news. And so what happens a lot of times is people are quick. They are so quick to talk about something bad that happens. Again, I'm going to put Coach Mike on the spot. Have you ever read, I won't ask if you've ever done one, but have you ever read a bad review about a restaurant or a business? Oh, yeah. 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 What's, what's the mindset there? What, what do you think happens when somebody writes a bad review? What are they doing? Uh, well, they, something went wrong in their visit mm-hmm. and they're venting Right. a lot of times now, if it's a food critic, I mean, he's gone in there, his whole job is to find strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to go in there looking for, for chinks in the armor or something right. like that. But typically, typically somebody's not had a real, some, something happened, whether it was their service, mm-hmm. their food or something like that, something happened they didn't like. Yes, they didn't like it. I love it. You nailed it. They didn't like it. And what they want to do is they want to express to others, hey, I'm wounded or injured. And it sounds like I'm being funny, but I'm wounded or injured by my visit. I am not uplifted. I wasn't edified. Um, I don't believe that I got something good here. And so what happens is they then turn around and then they say this, it did not go well. So I want other people to know about it. And maybe, just maybe, we will mobilize other people uh, to say, hey, we have been done wrong. This is an injustice. It was not good here. And so other people are with me. There's kind of a herd mentality. And then they can turn around and they can say this, you know what? In this situation, I am justified. I have oftentimes questioned if people left those reviews with a good heart. I have thought, did they leave that review so that the business got better? Did they leave that? Now, these are when the reviews are negative. Uh, so, that, so that that business would get better and they, they were hopeful for change. The idea is usually, eh, I'm just mad. I, I'm mad uh, it was done wrong. And these types of customers that, that people have will do these things and they are not fans in the positive sense of the word. The same thing can happen with churches. If somebody goes to a church and and they go to a church and their visit after visiting the church, usually it doesn't come out in the form of leaving a negative review, but that review can sometimes happen in a coffee shop. Uh, It can happen in a waiting line at, at school where they're talking to somebody else. I've seen people go to Facebook with it a little bit, but sometimes what can happen is people can say this, I went there, I was excited, I was ready to go be with other people. And then we hear this. Nobody talked to me. No, nobody engaged me. 
or maybe the person that was presenting from the public forum. They said or did something, and, and when they said or did something, it really stepped on my toes, or it was offensive to my family. And a lot of times you'll hear this phrase, I went, I was hopeful, it hurt me, and then there's this next phrase, I'm never going back. Now, in some businesses, people will say this. I've heard some business owners that I've consulted and coached before, they have said this. Is that a promise? (laughs) Some business owners have said, okay, if you said you're never coming back, I'm going to hold you to that. Hopefully, in the realm of religion, that's not the case. Hopefully, in, in the realm of religion, church leaders who maybe hear that negative response from a fan that is, uh, you know, not a raving fan, uh, but somebody that is fanatically opposed, hopefully they will say, what can we do? How, how can we fix this? I'm sorry if our message came across this way. And, and we wanted to start today's session by mentioning these things because that's the reality. People, let, let's use a, a real common vernacular here. You ready? People get to talking. And what I mean by that is people have something to say based upon their experience. And what we've got to know is that every single organization is in marketing and customer service. And there are a lot of people that don't believe me when they hear that. I'm a church. I'm a nonprofit. I'm not in marketing and customer service. Yes, you are. We are all in marketing. We are all trying to let somebody know about something that we are passionate about. And then also we're all in customer service because we are all looking and saying, you know what? I want your interaction to be good. I want the interaction to be positive, not just because we're exchanging money in this scenario, but because we believe that there is a product. There is a product in business that is called trust. There's a product in churches that is called hope. And all of these things are things that we're supposed to be letting other people engage in a positive and hopeful way. Now, the reason that we're mentioning this today is because we are going to get into what it means in a real-life sense to look at having raving fans, Uh, what it means to have somebody that is passionate about what it is that you do. And we want this message to really hit home with business owners. We want this message to really hit home with church leaders. We want this message to really hit home with community planners and and developers and community leaders as well, because we believe that throughout the idea of the circle being unbroken, that in every phase of your life, that there are people that need to, for lack of better terms, pick up what it is that you're putting down. Some people may say this, we need people to buy what it is that you're selling. But conceptually, people need to know that, hey, you have something that you believe is worth their time, that you believe that is worth their investment. You have something that you believe is worth their attention. And in order for that to take place and in order for that to happen, you've got to say that I'm going to be intentional about what it is that I provide these people, whether or not it's a product, an experience, or some advice. Now I'd like to give you a personal example about something that happened to me. This happened to me, and it's a story of how I became a raving fan. I was speaking uh, at a collection of events in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And here's a little confession about me, Coach. I am not a good packer. My wife will say, she'll look at me and she'll say, are you ready? And I will say, baby, I am ready to go. 
and she will say, where's your bag? I'll provide something that looks like a bag for travel, and she will say, there's no way you're prepared with that bag. I'm just, I'm just not a good packer. Are you a good packer? I try to be. Okay. I've been burned a couple of times. That, that's what happens. <laughs> you get burned, and you realize, where is the Walmart? And, and the Walmart is not there. The Walmart is closed, and you think, okay, I've got to be prepared. So not being a good packer, uh, I had enough to get through the first three speaking events that I was going to. And it was a day where I was speaking four times away from home. I'm from Middle Tennessee, and I was in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Well, by the time I got to the fourth event of the day that I was speaking at, that event shifted, meaning the audience was going to look different. The audience at this event had gone from being adult audiences to now I was going to be speaking to 600 teenagers and college students. Well, throughout the day, I had looked appropriate. I, I had a blazer. Um, I had the right kind of pants, the button-up shirt. And as I was getting to the last event well, in front of hundreds of, of students, if you will, I said, you know what? I don't need to look like their dad or their granddad. Um, I also don't need to look like them. I just need to look like somebody that has an idea of how to relate to them. And so here's what I did. I rolled up my sleeves, I untucked my shirt, and I said, hey, I, I think I look where I can present to them. I've been presentable all day. Now I can present to them. But then I looked down at my feet and I looked down at my feet and I thought, you know what? I could stand a different pair of shoes. I also knew that my budget based on these speaking events would allow me to go and purchase one more pair of shoes. So I did something I hadn't done in years. I rolled over to the local mall. Uh, I don't know if that even resonates with people here, but I rolled over to the local mall and I said this, what my budget does not a lot for me to do is to go and buy a pair of Jordans. I'm not going to be able to go and buy a pair of really super nice shoes, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to make a decision and buy some shoes that I can wear that will complete this outfit today. Well, there I am. And I go into a Foot Locker and I'm, I'm making my decisions on which ones I'm going to wear. And the sales associate looks at me and says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm going to present tonight to such and such, and I don't want this, and here's what I want. And they said, you should leave this store. I thought, what, what do you mean, leave this store? And they said, you should go to a different spot. They told me I should go to a different spot, that I should go down the way to a store called Journeys. Now, I knew I didn't want to go buy a pair of boots. I knew I didn't want to go buy a pair of sandals. And so they were going to send me down the way based on my description of what I wanted to a store called Journeys. And I thought, there is no way that I'm going to find what I need there. I left this store, walked down the hall of the mall, get down there to Journeys, and I go in and this is what I say. I say, I'm speaking this evening to a group of people. It's going to be hundreds of teenagers and college students, and I want to complete my outfit. I am looking for a pair of shoes that will make me relatable. I'm looking for a pair of shoes that will make me not look like a granddad. Nothing wrong with granddads, by the way. And I want to make sure that I have something that will really complete the outfit here. I can't wait to tell you the rest of this story to see how I became a raving fan of a certain brand. I'll let your imaginations do the trick. I'll let you wonder a little bit about how this story happened and enjoy a little bit of Johnny Cash. And we'll be back.
Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined by Coach Mike. Good day, sir. Good day. How you doing? I am good, partner. We have been telling our audience today about what it means to be a fan, what it means to be a raving fan or a fan of a different organization. And we think that fans are good things. Now, fans do crazy things sometimes, don't they? 
Yeah, isn't that what uh, fan means? Short for fanatic? <laughs> yes, yes. And so some people will be described and they'll say, so-and-so is a fanatic, fill in the blank, and it's positive. But then other people will say, that crazy fanatic, that such-and-such wing, this or that, you know, and then there's a negative connotation. And so what we're talking about today is organizations, teams, groups, the importance of them having fans of having people that are advocates for them in a positive way. Now, the story that I left off with before the break finds me a handful of years ago in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I am there, and I am on a shopping uh, expedition looking for a pair of shoes because I was speaking that night to a group of hundreds of teenagers and college students, and let's be real, kids can judge you on your shoe game. And so I knew I need to get a good pair of shoes. I also said that I did not want to go and buy some Jordans. I didn't want to buy anything that would make my wife look at me and say, what are you doing? Our kids need braces and you're buying these shoes. And so I wanted to find something right there in the middle. And the nice associate at Foot Locker sent me down to Journeys. Surprised me that they would send me to another place, but they were listening to what I needed. I walk in there and I make the description of what I need on my shoes. And the associate there looks at me and says this. I've got some shoes that will change your life. If somebody tells me they have shoes that will change my life, they better be an ambassador for that company. They better be compensated for that. Well, lo and behold, I'm telling the story today because they offered me footwear that changed my life. They offered me footwear, and it was a pair of shoes that they offered me. Now, remember, this is a handful of years ago. These shoes were not popular <clears throat> or heard of at this point. And they offered me a pair of shoes that you did not have to tie, that you didn't have to do anything with. The pitch was they are comfortable, they are light, extra light, and you can wash them the way you wash a t-shirt or, or, or your shorts. And they presented me, and I feel like there should be like this golden music of, they presented me with dun, 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 like, like this pair, are you ready for it? Of Hey Dudes. They presented me with a pair of Hey Dudes, and I said, no, no, you don't understand. I, I don't wear shoes like that. And they said, no, just try them on, sir. And, folks, I slid them onto my feet. And right now, if you press the fast-forward button, this is five years ago, I slid those pair of shoes onto my feet. And right now, if you drive to my house down the road, you go up the hill into my front door, you will find, are you ready for this, eight pair of Hey Dudes. Now, as I tell you this, it's not because I went in and just bought a boatload of them. Ever since then, five years ago, my family has said, Dad, husband, buddy, he loves these so much. It's birthday, it's anniversary, it's Christmas. Get them a pair. I even have a coaching pair that I wear because they can stand to get a little bit more dirty. I'm wearing a pair right now that have white bottoms on them because you can take them and they have a little suede look to them and you can dress them up. These shoes changed my life because of how light they were, how easy they were, and the fact that I could wear them anywhere and do anything and wash them. Here's the moral of this story. I am a fan. I am a fan of this product. I, I love them. I'm crazy about them. Even to the point now where if I looked over and I saw that Coach Mike was wearing Hey Dudes, I would have to stop and go on a side rant. I would say, Yo, oh, you got them? I'll see little kids wearing them. I'll see women wearing them. I've watched the product grow. 
And as it's grown, it's been something that I'm proud of, almost as though I had maybe some vested interest in it, or I was a stockholder. Should be, I'm not. And I look and I am a fan of this product, the way that people are fans of so many different things. And there are three different core components that make up raving fans, that that make up people that are strong fans about something. So today, if you are a business owner, if you're a church leader, if you're a community leader and, and you're listening to this or you've gone back and found this message, I want you to think about the three things that need to happen in order for you to create people that are fanatical about what it is that you're doing. Number one, here's a challenge. Decide what you want. Let me say that again. Decide what it is that you want as a person in charge. You see, the starting point of developing anything worth having for other people is to say this. This is what I do, and this is how I want other people to respond to it. When's the last time that maybe you thought about what it is that you do and you thought, you know what, I really would love for people to feel this way. I would love for people to know this portion. I would love for people to receive this thing, this feeling, this idea. What is it that you want with what it is that you do? This may sound counterintuitive because you may say, well, we're talking about customer service or we're talking about the interface of that. And, and we'll get back to that. But the starting point, like I said, of developing the way that you serve other people is by saying this, what is it I want? What is the product or service that I sell? What are the aspects of the hope that I provide? What is it that I want people to know? I would love to go around with a hot mic, and maybe that's something that Delk can do here. Uh, I would love to go around to different businesses and say, what is it that you want people to do? I would love to go to churches and say, what is the message that you want people to hear? You see, clearly the thing that is being offered around a quote-unquote product has a cost, has a resource, has implications, whichever industry or maybe trade that you might be in. But you've got to find out how it fits with your model. I think so many people just gather together, go to work, go to church, join a team, and don't really think about their mission. Don't really think about what is it that we're supposed to do or what is it that that we can offer. All we know is we're just here. And I think sometimes people say, I'm just here and, and we're playing church. We're going to work. I'm a part of this community organization, but I'm really not in line with what my mission is. And if I can get in line with what my mission is and what it is that I want to do and decide what it is that I offer, as well as how I'm going to deliver it, then I can look and say, this is how I evaluate my expectations. Coach, I'm going to ask you a question. When we go to different places, whether or not it's a business, a church, or a community event, and we go to something that is just so disorganized. Um, It's a loose collection of people, but there's not really a hope or purpose or message that is communicated and it's, it's driven, and we're just there. The average person can get frustrated with that, right? Very easily. And then what does that person do? What are some symptoms of a frustrated person? 
Well, depends on where they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's a business, they just turn around and walk away. Yep. Yep. Maybe with a negative review, as we mentioned Uh, earlier. Well, if they even bother to leave a review, a lot of times they just walk away and Mm -hmm. you'll never see them again. Mm -hmm. Uh, A church or something like that, they may be polite enough to hang around Mm -hmm. for the service, but then they're going to be gone as soon as they can get out and it's, you'll never see them again. And they may use a phrase to somebody that was a complete waste of time. And so if you have somebody interfacing that describes it as a complete waste of time, and then you there as somebody who is in charge, used your resources, whatever those might be, time, money, talent, product, all of a sudden you've got one person saying it's a waste of time and the other person saying it's a waste of product. Usually what happens there is that somebody was not intentional. Somebody, somebody was not intentional in their planning. Somebody did not communicate or convey that openly. And now you've got frustration because the person in charge did not say, hey, this is what I decided that we wanted to do today. This is what I decided that we wanted to communicate today. And so there can be frustration um, all, all the way around. So you've got to decide what you want when it comes to creating a fan of your institution, organization, church, or team. Secondly, now, if you've decided what it is that you want, then you have to decide what the customer or the interfacing party wants. Once you know what you want, then you work to understand what your customer or your person engaging with you wants and expects. When I go and work with a church, sometimes I'll go in and I'll say, I'll come in on a two-year deal. And I'll go in and I'll say, on a two-year deal, I'll come in and work with the church. And here's what I'll do. We will spend one year consulting and teaching on an internal basis. Then we will turn and we will teach and we will plan programs on an external basis. And I like to call it an inside-out mentality. Because a church, specifically, can't do a lot of outreach if they're not connected on the inside. On the inside, it's, hey, we're involved we really believe in our, we can't say the word family if we're not one, that, that type of thing. And so we, we look on the inside before we go outside. When, when I teach or train a business, I'll go in and I'll say, hey, let's not, let's not get into your product. Let's not get into your margins yet. Let's talk right now about the internal things. What makes this company tick? What are your core values? How do people feel when it comes to being on your team? So that then we can decide the external part. And so, for instance, I'm thinking about hotels. I love talking about hospitality. I don't think, and this is a message for probably another session, but I don't think that hospitality should only be the hotel business. I think we're all in the hospitality business. But in some hotels that I have gone to, there's an expectation that when you go into a hotel, that guests will expect that their bags are to be taken to their room for them. Now, That's usually when I go and somebody else is done. (laughs) Uh, Then there's other hotels that I go to, and it may be considered a novelty um, to have that type of service. And then it's crucial when we ask ourselves a question like this, if I was in charge of that hotel, does every customer who comes in want a stranger taking their bags away from them, even in reasons of convenience? Do they really want to choose? And so the person that's planning the hotel experience has to say this. If we offer the service, how will we deliver it, giving a desire for somebody to choose? 
If I made that extra complicated for you, this is what I'm saying. When you are being intentional, you have to look at what it is that the customer wants and what the customer feels. And here's a novel idea. Are you ready? Ask them. When's the last time that somebody in charge of anything did a survey? Some of the best organizations do this, and they do this all the time. They don't care if you weaponize it, but they utilize the idea of asking people for their feedback, asking them how they feel. This can come in the form of market research. They can distribute surveys. They can elicit feedback from a variety of different types of customers, but they can use main steps to be taken so that, here's here's what I love, so that they can build a picture of what it is that the customer wants, the person interfacing wants. And then you can place that alongside with what it is that you want to offer. And then all of a sudden you have something that's called a customer journey. It's called a good experience. And it covers both sets of wants, the forms of the vision and the forms of service. Now, I'm offering these things today so people can know in any organization or any team with any sort of sense of mission that there is this idea of, okay, here's what we want to do, here's what you want to do, and let's make this thing good. This is also a circle, if you will, that you do not want to be broken. Now, Here's the third and final thing that you do to build these ingredients to have a fan that is raving and to have a fan that is excited about what it is that you do. You deliver the vision plus 1%. Let me say that again. You deliver the vision plus 1%. When I have a vision in principle, I must now deliver that same vision in practice But not just the vision, I must deliver it plus 1%. A lot of people like to refer to it as this, and then some. I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to put a little bit of extra on it. The vision lays down the level of service that that I need to meet expectations. But then the 1% means ways that I can find to exceed those expectations. Some of the greatest churches I've ever been to do this. They have touch points. They'll say, I don't want you to get out of here without knowing that you're loved, that you're cared for. I went to a church one time, coach, where they told me how much they loved me. They took my information. It didn't feel like the CIA was doing it. And then as I left, they gave me a loaf of bread. Now, that may freak some people out, but I loved it because a lady who made it, check this out, handed it to me. And here's what she said. I prayed about the visitors that were going to come to church this week. And as I prayed, I made this bread. Man, I don't, I don't care if she poisoned it. Like <laughs> the fact that you did that and that you told me that you were prepared for my visit and now you're giving me uh, something packaged to take on, it really, Coach, doesn't even matter if I eat it. What happens is that you delivered on the fact that somebody was going to come that I was not an inconvenience to you. You were happy that I came and then you delivered it with a little bit extra. It reminded me not of just the act, but the significance of the act. And that's what makes a real difference and creates a fan. Guess what? I'm probably going back to that church. Enjoy a little bit more Johnny Cash and we'll be back. 
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hose for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia.
We are back here at Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined securely by my right-hand man who just makes me feel good and, and makes me feel like I, everything is under control and fine, the one and only Coach Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. At least I got you fooled. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I introduced Clayton yesterday, he goes, that may be a little over the top. And I said, man, we're just building resumes. We're, we're just telling everybody how great people are. I, I went to speak somewhere one time, Coach, and the person got up and they told the group, this is Taft Ayers. And then he realized – no one's listening for the introduction. I can say whatever I want. And he said, Taft is fluent in four different languages. Not true, by the way. Uh, he said, Taft is a practice point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. Definitely not true, by the way. And Taft has started five companies, only in my dreams. And as he did that, then I get up to speak. And afterwards, these people were coming up to me. I got language questions. <laughs> I got Memphis Grizzlies personnel questions. And I got questions about the different industries that I was involved in since I was a tycoon. And so people randomly choose to listen, right? <laughs> yep. To all these different descriptors. Well, we want to catch our audience up. We want to catch you up with what it is that we're talking about on Circle Unbroken. And just a refresher course, Circle Unbroken for us here means that circle of life life that is made complete when you are actively engaged in your faith, in the business dealings that you do or that you're a part of, uh, the businesses that you run, that you serve, and then also your community. And we think that when you pay attention to each of those, faith, business, community, that you can be a part of feeling like there's something in your life that is full. It's a circle that is not broken. Uh, I joke a lot about this because the actual song, May the Circle Be Unbroken, is about death and being reunited. Uh, the song begins with, in this version, Cash singing about, uh, they came to carry my mother away. And I, I know that I'll get to see her again. So, hey, take hope in it however you want to, but that's why we chose that title and that song here today. We hope that every time you hear Circle Unbroken, you think, here we go, it's time to rock. Well, we're talking today about what it means to be a fan about what it means to be a fan of an organization, a business, or a team. We described in our beginning session what there's different ways or how these different circumstances can mold us when it comes to being a fan. I shared with you my love for Hey Dudes. And if you don't know what those are, just Google it. Uh, I am not a paid employee of Hey Dudes, but you will not regret that footwear, I promise you. And I am a raving fan of them, amongst many other things. We also find people that can be raving fans about something, especially when we're creatures of habit. When I'm a creature of habit, I will say, this is something that I really love and I'm not changing. There's a difference in something being routine and then something being presented where I'm passionate about it. And the thing that goes from just routine to making me passionate about it usually comes in, if we're being 100% honest, it usually comes in and takes place when there is an intentional design that I then receive. There's an intentional design by something where last session we talked about someone decides what they want, they decide what the customer wants, and then they deliver it plus 1%. All of a sudden, there's this intentionality that makes me a fan. We're going to stop today and, and roll out today by talking about how once you've created a fan, 
how you keep the fan. Now, if this is sports, here's what you say. You do great marketing. You give away free stuff. And then the most important thing, you win. You win. <laughs> coach, coach coming in with that deep <laughs> theology here. Winning cures everything. Uh, if somebody wins, all of a sudden people are smiling. People are happy. Winning will do it. Some of the greatest fans, in my estimation, are people. Let me, let me say this. Maybe not greatest fans. Some of the most respectable fans are those people that have just suffered through it. Those that have just suffered through it, they're not insufferable, but they've suffered through it and said, I still love my team no matter what. But to Coach's point, winning is the ultimate product. Winning is what can keep people around. And I want to cite a statistic to you. And I, I've, I've read this in business books. I've, I've looked at it uh, on different blogs, when I've heard different speakers talk about this. And it actually comes from a book with the title Raving Fans. And it says that in business... It is usually six times more costly to find and win a new customer than to reserve an existing one. Think about that for a second. To find and to hook a new customer can be six times as expensive, can take six times your resources, your time, and your treasure, as opposed to just taking care of of who it is that you have. And so I want to give you some ideas today as we roll out to talk about how, once you've got a fan, how you can take care of a fan. I think this applies to every relationship in our lives. I think it replies, I mean, excuse me, I think it applies. I'll get my words right, coach. I think it applies to marriages because guess what? If I tell somebody I'm going to be with them for the rest of my life, if that's the idea, we better be fans of each other, all right? And I better reserve her every day uh, that I get up and wake up and not think, ah, she's here and I'm here. But I want to serve you uh, because you chose to stick it out with a knucklehead, right? And so what I want to do is I want that to apply to marriage. I want it to apply to business. I want it to apply to community. I want it to apply to teams so that we're not just taking up space. So let me hit you with a handful of things. These are Five things that will keep a loyal fan engaged, excited, and on your team. Number one, reward loyalty. Loyalty is my greatest currency of value. Uh, for me personally, if somebody looks at me and they say, man, I know you and I still love you. I, I know you and let me take it further. And I actually like you. Uh, even with all the things that I know about you, man, that person to me is a person that's loyal. One of my greatest friends, he is from Iuka, Mississippi. And I tell you that to tell you, he doesn't talk like me. We, we talk completely different. And one day he says about me to somebody else, he says, me and Taft are dogs. And I thought, What's this description mean? And he said, we've been dogs since we were pups. And, and he described that to somebody saying, it doesn't matter what he does. Like I have been with him for a long time. And that's the kind of person that is loyal that I'm going to tell you this, in that relationship, I want to reward. I want to be the best friend that I can be to him because he is somebody that is loyal to me. In the business world, in the business world, you look at the business world and here's what you think. Have I looked at people that are loyal and have I rewarded those people? 
in a church space. Now, we know in a church space that the audience is really one, okay? We, we know that, but let's think about it. Have I taken care of people that have worked and that have served all the time? Sometimes in churches, you ready? It comes in the form of an appreciation dinner, of a dinner that says, hey, you have really served here for decades. Um, you have worked here for a long time, and, and we want to reward you for this. You reward loyalty. Another thing that some companies or, or teams will do, number two, is they will reward a returning customer with a special gift. I've got somebody coached that years ago helped me finance a home. And they helped me finance a home, uh, took care of me on that. And because I spent what I think is a good a bit of money financing a home, you know what I get from them all the time? I'll, I'll get a Starbucks card. I'll get a mug. The other day, I got something from them, and I thought, have I given them money recently? And I opened it up, and when I opened it up, what I found right in front of me, this is so cool to me, what I found right in front of me were these coasters, and they were coasters that were stone and modern, and they had A's on them for our last name, Ayers. And I thought, well, darn it, I, I haven't given them money, but the next time I do, it's theirs, because... They were rewarding me as somebody who had spent money with them before or had invested with them before, and they were just telling me, hey, you are top of mind. You are somebody that I am thinking of. Now, we all have different methods or ways that, that we receive appreciation, and I think one thing is for people to always know I'm thinking about you. Uh, I, I appreciate the fact that you have done something for me, showing an appreciation. So number one, you keep a fan by rewarding loyalty. Number two, you keep a fan by showing them a gift, uh, sharing a gift with them of expression, uh, saying, hey, I'd like to give you this dinner. I'd like to give you this token because I am thankful that you are a customer. I'm thankful that you are somebody that engages with me. Thirdly, you can proactively, now hear this, proactively, not reactively, but you can proactively offer insights and updates. Think about this. If I know that somebody comes to me because of a product or somebody comes to me because of the way that my church is, or they join my team because we do this, and I tell them that on the front end, this is who we are and this is what we care about. If you proactively offer me insights and updates to different things, I'm hooked. I got a buddy uh, in the metropolitan area uh, just down the interstate from us who's been searching for a church for years. He's been burned by church. I know a lot of our audience can relate to that. Um, he was raised convicted with compassion, and he went to a church, and he went to the church, and he said what got me hooked was the fact that they have a prison ministry. He said it wasn't their worship style. It wasn't their leadership stuff that they rolled out. What got me hooked was that they did a prison ministry. And he said, so on my card, he said, I, I filled out a card and then there was a QR code and I scanned it. This church was covering all their bases. And he said, and on it, on a level of interest, I told them that a passion of mine or an interest of mine was what they had advertised. There's no other way to put it. What they had advertised about the prison ministry that they do. You know what he receives now every Monday in his email inbox? An update on their prison ministry. He, he receives that proactive insight, that proactive update to where he can't stop talking about this church. And he's been there one time. 
He can't stop talking about it because he received this information. Now, that's proactive. Something reactive would be him calling up the church office and saying this. I filled out a card eight weeks ago. I I filled out this. I even scanned your QR thingy. And when I did that, I haven't heard about this since. Oh, well, we go every weekend. Let us get you an update. Okay, that's reactive versus proactive. So, So looking at somebody and saying, here's what we offer. Here's what we have. Here's what we do. Number four, invite them to a leadership meeting. And peel the curtain back a little bit. Invite them in to see how you do what you do. Hey, you've been with us for a long time. We would love for you to come to this meeting. Hey, you've been around this church or this organization for a long time. We've got a board meeting coming up, and we would like for you to be a special guest. We would like for you to sit in what it is that we do. Uh, Here at this station this morning, they had somebody who had engaged about a local show. You know what happened? They came in and sat down. They were invited to the table. And so you're inviting them in to maybe sit in a position and see this is what makes us tick. Reward loyalty. Thank them with a gift, proactively offer insights and updates, then invite them to actually sit at your table or your meeting. And then finally, number five, simply reach out to them during challenging times to offer support. One of the things I love getting from somebody is this, hey, we haven't seen you in a long time. Is everything okay? Hey, you were here for a lot and then the pattern dropped off. We just want to check in. Church leaders calling somebody and not saying, hey, I'm taking attendance here, but I just want to let you know that that we're here for you and we care about you. We loved you when things were good and you were engaged with us and you were present. We might have a feeling that things might be bad right now and we, we just want to check in. We want you to know that we care just beyond our product. I hope that the information that we have shared with you today has been insightful I hope you feel like you've received some tools to say, no matter what my organization, team, or church is, I really need to be intentional about creating fans. And then maybe you're not in charge of anything today. Maybe you're somebody that leaves those Google reviews. Maybe you're somebody that that walks out of a place saying, I'm never going to go back. And maybe you did that passionately in a negative way. I want to challenge you today as we close by asking you this. What can you possibly be passionate about in a positive way? What can you be a fanatic about that will help others and will bless others? Some of us have misplaced passions. Some of us love to be haters. Some of us love to complain and to bicker because you will know what? We get more results that way, and it's easier to spread that bad news fast. Your challenge today is to be a fan, to be a fan of something good. And if you have decided to stay and make something better, do your part so that you can feel like you're invested in life, business, and community, and you can ensure that the circle is unbroken. Here we are on a Wednesday, very hopeful that your day is great and very hopeful that you have the energy and the tools to keep on pushing. We cashed in, now we cash out. By my window 